You're listening to Zen Supermom, the mental fitness podcast. And today's episode is about anger. Is that a forbidden emotion that you're never supposed to show to your kids? Well, the short answer is no. It is a valuable emotion. Your kids need to see it, but do it in a way that is healthy and that helps them without breaking your relationship and hurting them. Want to know how? Listen in. Hi, I'm Elena Gomez Rodriguez, and I'm a mental fitness coach for busy moms. And this is the first podcast to help you increase your stress resistance so that you can become a Zen Supermom and simply do it all while staying calm and happy. Welcome to the Zen Supermom podcast. Hi, Supermom. Elena here, your mommy tantrum specialist with a lot of background noise around me today. So I hope I'll be able to make it through this podcast episode without being too much disturbed or making it too annoying for you. So today's episode is all about anger. Uh, I just did, I, I'm doing my free trainings, mommy tantrum trainings for busy moms on how to stop yelling at their kids. I do it every week. And in the last week's session, there was a mom who asked excellent question that I love too much. So I was thinking, well, I have to make a podcast episode about this because this is a great question. And her question was, and let me read it so that I have it exactly. Does it mean that we should never show anger to our kids? Like this is a forbidden emotion. What do you think? It might be, and I've, I don't want to give that impression, but I completely understand how she came to the conclusion because I'm the mommy tantrum specialist. I'm trying to, not I'm trying, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm helping busy moms to stop yelling at the kids because the act of yelling is extremely hurtful, right? And if you've, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that, you know why, right? You can see it. The immediate reaction at your kids, the moment you yell, you see how it goes right in their soul. And it's true, the the childhood psychologists say that the kids don't stop loving you if you you keep doing that on a consistent basis. They will stop loving themselves. And you can go even back to your own childhood and realize, did you have a mumzilla or a dadzilla? Was there anybody yelling at you when you were a small kid for whatever reason, mainly just because they were stressed out and they didn't know how to get it out of their body in a healthy, safe way. So they let it out on you because you were the easiest, safest target. So you know how harmful it is. And that being said, it doesn't mean that anger itself is forbidden emotion. It's not. Because imagine the opposite extreme. So if I would be teaching the women I work with, never show any negative emotions because you are harming your kids. So what would happen instead? A lot of moms would start faking it. And you might have experienced that too with yourself or with others. They call it toxic positivity. When whatever bad is happening, people are just like, yeah, but the good thing is, and it's okay, and it's not so bad, and uh, life is, we should be grateful, and everything. I, I completely agree with that, and I'm, I'm there with you, but not at the point when it's avoiding negative emotions, where you're trying to pretend they are not there, so you feel them in your body. See, this is the difference. You feel it in your body that it's, there's something wrong happening And your negative emotions are usually a signal of that. When you start feeling angry, it means somebody is pushing your boundaries. Somebody is doing what you don't want them to do or the opposite. Or they are taking away too much from you 
or whatever it is, your anger is a healthy signal from your body. Something is off. Pay attention. Now, what usually happens is that if you yell it out, if all that stress, all of that negative energy stored in your body, if you yell it out, well, that's like you're vomiting your garbage onto other people and poisoning them with that, right? That doesn't work. That's what we want to be stopping, right? That's why I'm working from Mamzilla to a Zen supermom, a woman who doesn't do that. But that doesn't mean that you keep feeling all of this garbage, all of this negative energy inside, and you just zip it and you fake it, saying like, yeah, my job kind of sucks and there's so much and I'm working such long hours and my kids, they're not listening to me and they just do whatever they want. They are making me so mad, but that's okay, right? That's life and it's I'm fine. Yeah, how are you? I'm great, how are you? <sighs> Toxic positivity. Does not help either because the only thing it that do, that it does is that first of all, not the only thing. There are two key terrible things for which you want to avoid doing toxic positivity. Because one is it keeps bubbling inside your body. Depending on your level of anger control, you might be able to keep it there for a while, but one day, sooner or later, it's going to burst out and it will be even worse which is what's already happening now, right? You're trying to be a calm mom, try to be nice to your kids because you know we shouldn't yell, but it's just like the pressure is increasing every situation more and more and more. You stuff it inside, stuff it inside. And then one day suddenly there's one little drop and you have such inappropriately overreacting, like you were just bursted out because it's not what happened right now. It's what's been happening for the last days, weeks, months, sometimes even years. It all comes out and then it feels so good in the body. It feels so good because your body needs to get rid of that stress. But look at the damage it's doing on the outside. Look how it's impacting your kids or your parents because maybe it's them who you were mad about because it's their fault all the way back, going back to your childhood, everything they did to you or your husband. Like whomever is there getting that emotional garbage vomit on themselves, not pretty. And because you've been on the receiving end of this garbage as well, you know how terribly it feels, huh? because it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with them. This is all of your garbage that you store there because you felt it was not safe to, and you didn't have the tools and you didn't have the support and the professional help to get it out in a safe way. So you keep storing it inside, okay? So one, it doesn't help keeping it inside because it's in your body. It will make you sick and it will blow up sooner or later anyways. Second... Why it's not good storing it. Yes, now I'm getting it back. The second reason why it's not good, the toxic positivity, because it teaches your kids how to avoid, how to be avoidant. So there are families, I'm working with clients where it was their family thing. We don't talk about hard stuff. So all of their like discussions around the di- dinner table were like fake, shallow. How is school? How are you? And yes, everything is okay. And it never got deeper than that. There was no real connection. Because if you cannot talk about the hard stuff, if you don't feel safe to talk about things that are bothering you, then there's no connection. What do you want to talk about? That today is beautiful sunny day and everything is going well and that's it? That's very shallow. And it's not satisfying at all. It doesn't teach your kids on how to have a safe connection and what it means. Okay? Those are the two key reasons why toxic positivity is not the way either. 
So now, what do we do with those negative emotions? What do we do with the anger? So you might be sitting there scratching your head thinking like, okay, lady, you're completely insane. So first of all, you're telling me it's bad to yell it out, but now you're telling me it's also bad to keep it in. So how the heck do I do that? (laughs) Well, well, well. So here's where the learning comes. Okay, ready for it? If you're multitasking, just start paying a little bit more attention. Here's the answer you've been looking for. (laughs) Number one, what's important to realize is the function of negative emotions. Okay. Because most likely you didn't get that lesson from your parents, right? That's why you're here. If you thought, if you learned that from your parents, if they taught you this, you wouldn't be sitting here yelling at your kids and listening to podcasts, how to stop that. Okay. So ideally, that's why you need to learn that what I'm going to share with you so that you can teach it to your kids. Ha ha. Negative emotions. What is the function of negative emotions? Any takers here? The function of negative emotions is what I just shared in like two minutes back is to alert you. It's a signal from your body. If you listen to your body, if you don't, then it's too late. You yell out and you don't even understand like, how did I just burst out? It came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. You just didn't listen to your body. Your body starts giving you signals way in advance, right? If only you listened, which usually you don't. The signals in your body, all those sensations, even if you don't want to talk about emotions and feelings because it's so weak and so unreliable and so feminine and you want to be so masculine and just pushing, pushing, pushing with your smart brain. Anyways, that's a tangent. We are not going there. <laughs> If you would listen to the sensations of your body, you would know well in advance when there's something off. And when your body is telling you, "Ah, we are getting pretty angry here. Are you feeling it? And usually you can get it in your chest. Uh, A lot of women I work with, they get it in their throat. By the way, that's if you suffered from a developmental childhood trauma, meaning your parents made you feel not heard. Heard. That they were telling you, your opinion basically doesn't matter. You just shut up, you little kid. You don't know anything. I'm your parent. I know better. So do what as you're told right now, as I'm telling you. Okay. So then lots of moms who went through this kind of trauma because their parents were telling them this on a daily basis. So they learned how to shut up, but then it stayed in their throat. So whenever you're feeling you're not heard because your kids are not listening to you now, you feel it in your throat. It's like squeezing you. Yeah. Because you feel you cannot speak. They are not listening to you. You have no way of speaking out because your parents told you not to, right? So this is where it shows up in your body, depending on where your trauma is coming from. It can be in the chest. It can be in the throat. I had it a lot on my shoulders and neck, Uh, the stress as well, because it literally felt as the weight of the world was sitting in my shoulders and I had to carry it all. I had to carry the, the, the weight of our family. I was doing everything, most of it by myself. And it was so, so heavy. Okay. So the first thing is those emotions, those sensations, it shows up in your body. It's healthy because it's the raised finger. Hey, dummy, something is off. You need to do something about it. But because we ignore it, so it keeps getting more and more intense. Then the anger, the yelling out is the last line of defense, really. When you have not listened to all the signals before, then the fact that you yell out is just last way of your body actually protecting yourself from being completely run over by whatever is happening and like mentally disintegrating (laughs) because you feel like, okay, I am worthless, really. I don't matter at all here. Okay. Now, that being said, 
I will use the most useful analogy that I learned in my mental fitness training, because this is in the area now of mental fitness training. If we switch from the developmental childhood trauma that I just mentioned, we switch over to mental fitness. This is where I, why I'm doing these two things together, because they so beautifully blend in and they complement each other. Because the b- most amazing mental fitness analogy for me was when I started. Imagine a hand on a hot stove. This is what your negative emotions are about. When you start feeling your hand is burning on a hot stove, what do you do? Do you try to avoid it? Thinking like, oh, this is such a wonderful heat and I'm okay. Don't worry, anybody. I'm fine. And you keep holding the hand on the hot stove. What's going to happen? It's going to burn. And I don't want to get any like too much graphic, but (laughs) what do you think is going to happen if you keep it there? Not only for minutes, but for hours, for days, for weeks. How long have you been angry not letting it out? Months? Years? Yes, that's what's going to happen. You are burning right now. And your anger is just the last line of defense when you finally take the hand off, right? So... That's the same for all negative emotions. They are just telling you, hey, something is off. Deal with it right now as soon as possible. Okay. What is the opposite extreme? If you were not feeling any negative emotions, nothing. If you felt nothing and had that hand on the hot stove, it would have burned down. Okay. So what is the way how to deal with negative emotions? You feel it, you realize it. Oh my goodness, here it comes again. I'm resentful of my husband because he's going out with his friends and I'm stuck here with two kids, a full laundry basket, dirty kitchen. I have to figure out what to do for dinner. And he's just going out smirking at me and like, la 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 la, resentful. The moment you start feeling whatever negative emotion, now you know it's a signal. You don't just try to brush it off. You don't try to pretend it's okay. You don't yell it out on anybody else. You take it as that signal and you will get curious. Okay, I'm feeling resentful. It means my boundaries are angry. It means my boundaries were crossed. So what is it exactly that I need to do to reinforce my boundaries, to do something, to correct it? So that I can calm down my body to let myself know kind of like, okay, don't worry, I've got this. I'm protecting my boundaries. Okay, because if you keep ignoring it, that's how it then results in the emotional vomit. Okay, this is where the, the negative emotions are useful and you have to show them to your kids. It is useful for your kids to see how you're angry and how you calm yourself down without vomiting it out on them. So yes, they can see you being angry. But what is the healthy way of showing it without breaking the relationship, right? This is the big question. And again, your parents didn't teach you that. So that's why you don't know. That's why you need to learn it. So this is exactly what I'm doing inside my mental fitness program, like the mental fitness piece in the whole, in the overall Zen Supermom umbrella. This is exactly what I teach you step by step by step. And we practice because it's a practice. It's not just a knowledge for your smart brain to read a few pages and say, ah, oh, makes perfect sense. Okay. But then you forget about it. You don't do anything about it and you're back where you started, right? No, it's a practice. That's why so much of what I do, there's accountability built in so that we check in and I make sure that you keep practicing. Okay. But in as much as I can give you in this podcast episode, just so that you know high level what the steps are, 
you show your anger. It is important to show your anger. But you show it, you share it in a way how you feel it. So you describe the sensations you're feeling without blaming anybody else for them. Without making yourself the victim and without making it their fault. This is the key point. This is the key differentiation. So you don't vomit the emotional garbage all over your kids, making them feel making them feel guilty. Like it's my fault that mommy is mad because I messed up. I made a mistake. I'm worthy of nothing. I'm a bad boy, bad girl, and blah blah blah. All of their trauma that you're causing. No. You talk about your anger. You let them see you're mad, and you will tell them. And you will tell them where it is that it is your mistake. That you have probably not strengthened your boundaries before. And it's like, let me think about some example. What did I do? Yes, I can tell you example from this morning. There was a Tour de France yesterday. The big biking, like all around France. A huge event here in France. My daughter, she got a flag from some previous event. Huge French flag. Huge. Like it's bigger than her. So with her dad, because they were watching the, the race yesterday, she was walking here, like waving the flag, but she was with her dad. I was like, okay, your responsibility that she doesn't break anything. This morning, she was impatient because he, my husband, was making his breakfast. I was already here starting to like prepare for my work day. So like she should have been with him already, <laughs> taken care of, but she was bored in between. She was ready to go. He was not. She was born. She bored. She grabbed the flag and started waving with the flag here around the apartment. And I could see the lamp behind me is a paper lamp. I could see like either she's going to tear it or she's going to smash it. And there were some more things. Yes. And she was waving uh, around my breakfast. So I was like, she's going to mess up my breakfast. I told her three times to stop. And she didn't. And so then I said it more with a more firm voice. And I told her to go and play with something else. Otherwise, I'm taking it away. And she took it personally. She was like, yeah, nobody's here and daddy's busy and you're busy and nobody's paying attention. Okay. So rather than what would have happened like three years back. First of all, I would have yelled at her from top of my lungs. Like, how come you're not listening to me? Which that didn't happen. Uh, and then I would have blamed my husband, like, it's your fault. She should have been already with you. It's time for you guys to go. Uh, and then I would have felt so guilty for yelling at her and at my husband, because I would be like, I shouldn't have started working. I should have been there taking over, spending time with her, making sure it doesn't happen. I didn't do any of these because that's not the way. I realized where my mistake was, was none of that. My mistake was... After the first time she waved the flag and I felt the anger, I should have taken the flag and put it away and explained to her, look, this is why you cannot do this right now, right here. Not safe. You can do it outside, which is what our normal agreement is. The flag is too big to be waved in inside. It's for outdoors events. I didn't do that because I was too busy with my work. I wanted just, I was literally telling her like, you should be already going. It's your time to go, go. While she was telling me, yeah, but daddy's not ready. Okay. This was my only mistake. Okay. So the moment I managed to send that one email that I was like, let me just finish this one. You know, the moment I managed to send that email, I went back to her in her room because in the meantime, she was already sitting in her room reading books on the floor. And I told her, I'm sorry. 
I should have taken, I was mad and I should have taken that flag from you the first time you waved at it. It was my fault. Yeah. And I love you and I wish you a great day. That's it. Okay. This is the power of negative emotions. Listening to them the first time you feel them. Letting your kids see them. And you getting the lesson out of it. It's not the fault of your kids. It's not your fault in a way that you should feel like a guilty, terrible mom. But you should take it as a lesson. Okay, what is it here that I didn't do well or that I should do differently to make sure it doesn't happen again or that it stops? Okay, which is what I was able to do within a matter of a few seconds, right? Because I've been practicing for the last two years. <laughs> it takes practice, but you can get there. Okay, and this is the healthy modeling of emotional control that your kids need to be able to see. This is the emotional maturity. Because it doesn't help your kids like to tell them, oh no, stop crying, it's nothing. Or stop being so angry and hitting your brother because this is not okay. Or stop being sad because you have so many toys and you should be grateful. Stop telling your kids to stop feeling emotions, okay? They need to feel emotions. You need to feel your emotions. They are useful. But help them learn from those emotions. Help them process it. And the processing starts with acknowledging. Yes, it's important that you're feeling this way. So what does it tell you? What does it teach you? What does it mean? What can we learn about it? Not trying to brush it off so that you start feeling happy within the next five seconds. That's not the goal. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. As long as you understand what it means. Does that make sense? Does this help you understand why I say anger is a healthy emotion? It's just not healthy to vomit it out or to store it in and toxically, positively smile and say everything is okay. Do you get it now? Okay. It's all about the healthy expression of the anger. You processing it for what it is. That it is a signal that something needs to get corrected. That something is off. And you do that, you express that in a self, uh, in, a, in a safe way by looking inwards. What is it that I'm feeling? Why is it that I am feeling it? It has nothing to do with you. Okay, yes, my daughter was waving a flag. That's what she was doing. It was triggering me. But it was up to me to take that flag away. Consequences. Okay? What are your examples? Let me know in the, in the comments wherever you're watching or send me an email. You have my email address everywhere. Let me know. What are your situations where you get the most angry the most often? And if you're trying to see how to fit this process in and you cannot figure it out, let me know so that I can help you. Okay. Start looking at your anger the moment you calm down because the moment you're like, ah, you will not see anything. You will feel like you're right and they are wrong and you have to give it to them and yell and like reinforce and let them know. That's not the moment when the, <laughs> when the smartest insights will come from. So wait after you calm down. But this is what the mental fitness practice is about. It will help you calm down, calm down much faster. And it will help you start seeing what is it that you can be learning from this to not only make sure it's not going to happen again, but also to make sure that you model healthy emotional management to your kids so that they can do it as well. Because right now you yelling and being stressed when somebody pushes your buttons, that's exactly what your kids are doing now as well, right? 
they get stressed, they get angry, they start saying exactly the same things, they, they start slamming the door, putting the finger in your face, hitting their little brother or sister. It's, it's, it's generationally, like it's going on from one generation to another. What your parents did to you, you do to your kids and your kids will do it to their little brother, sisters and to their kids. Okay, so let's stop this. It's time for it to stop. That's where it starts. Okay, that's where you start breaking those chains of generational trauma. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. Let me know. Wishing you best of luck. <laughs> Lots of insights. Remember, no more toxic positivity, but also no more emotional vomiting at your kids. If you are ready to get help with this, you are ready to stop feeling so guilty and ashamed that you are emotionally vomiting your garbage at your kids by yelling at them, then reach out to me. This is exactly what I'm doing inside the Zen Superman program. It takes only, I just posted on my Instagram and Facebook account, nine days it took to, <laughs> to buy one of my latest clients, nine days to start feeling better. No, she's not like completely healed forever, but she already has big wins. Her husband already noticed <laughs> that she's different and also towards him that she's much more fun and more relaxed relaxed. They have much less drama fights. The same with the kids. Nine days. Imagine how your life could be different in nine days or two weeks. Isn't that worth it? You are worth it. <laughs> so if that's you, I will really want to hear from you. Don't wait for the next month. I just had a mom. I spoke to her last month and she was like, yeah, and it would be nice, but hmm, maybe. So I sent her a quick message this morning saying like, hey, it's been a month since we talked the last time and it didn't seem too urgent back then. But how have you been? How's your emotional control? Is it, Are you the calm mom you wanted to be now? She <laughs> sent me such a long message and I was reading it and it, it was all drama, terrible shame, yelling at the kids, yelling in front of her parents, feeling even more guilty, da-da-da-da-da. And it finished with the sentence, well, when can we start working together, please? <laughs> so... If you're listening and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I have the goosebumps, don't postpone, please don't wait for another month. You're just making it so much more harder for you and much more difficult to correct. Every time you yell, you're like doing one little dent on the psyche, on the soul of your kids. It will be so much more difficult to repair it afterwards. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Reach out. I'm here. This is exactly what I do. That's why I love waking up in the morning Yes, to give a kiss to my daughter and my husband and then to be with you and help you. Because I know I'm not just helping you, I'm helping your entire family and your kids' future family. This is huge what we are doing together. So reach out and get the help. Take care, Supermom. I wish you a great, peaceful, calm, happy week. Take care. <laughs>